Forbidden Rocks. Once there was a very mysterious forest. It appeared to be very beautiful with green trees and colorful flowers, etc. The thing that made this forest different was from all the other forests was its unique blue rocks. These shiny rocks would actually change shades to attract a passerby. The rocks changed shades by reacting to what the person was wearing. Can I go over to Billy's house next week, Mom? Little Sammy, nine years old, asked his mother. Isn't his house on the other side of the forest, his mother inquired. Yes, it is, but everybody's going. It's going to be a party for all of Sammy's friends. There will be bobbing for apples, a scavenger hunt, a water balloon toss, and more fun stuff. Please, Sammy pleaded. Oh, all right, but you know the rules. No blue rocks. Terrible things have happened to people that have touched those rocks, his mother said, looking him right in the eye and continued. What time is the party? It's from 11 till 3, Sammy said. Okay, but stay with your friends and remember, no rocks, his mother said, and Sammy went outside to play. Two weeks later, the day of the party had finally arrived. After breakfast, Sammy went to get his friend Schmitty, and they went over to get Jeffy. All three of them had grown up in the same neighborhood and were best friends. I can't wait for this party. Everybody's talking about it, Schmitty said and kicked a stone out of the way. Don't be kicking of those any of those blue rocks when we go, go through the forest, Jeffy said. Always a noble one. Then he, he added, my mom says they're bad news. You don't believe her, do you? Sammy said with a, ch- a challenging tone. Well, uh, yeah, why wouldn't I? Jeffy asked. I know at least a couple of people that have them on their shelves at home, Sammy said. Have you ever seen them? Sammy inquired. Schmidt inquired, sorry. Well, no, but they say that they change colors and have special powers and all sorts of stuff, Sammy said. The three walked in silence as they entered the forest. Sunlight peeked through the trees, making everything look fantastic. Purple flowers, red ones, white white and yellow ones, all seemed to beg for attention as the three walked through the ominous forest. A place that looks this good can't be bad, Schmitty said. That's what I used to think about everything. Then I touched poison ivy. All I remember is three shiny dark green leaves, and a lot of pink lotion after that, Sammy said. Then looked at his arm, where it had long since disappeared. They walked a little farther, and there the rocks were. Some dark, some light. Some royal. But all the rocks were blue, just as people said. They fascinated Sammy the most. He walked up to the rocks as if in a trance, and started to reach for one of them. Jeffy remembered what his mother told him and shouted, Don't touch them, Sammy! Sammy pulled his hand back in fear 
as if a shark was about to bite him. You've heard about those rocks. Really bad things have happened to people who, that touch them, Sammy reasoned. Like what, Sammy probed as Schmitty was staring at both of them with eyes as wide as saucers. I don't know, really, but my mom just told me to stay away from the rocks, Jeffy said and continued. Let's keep walking. Sammy reluctantly agreed, and they, they walked towards the party. They arrived at the party and started having fun. Some kids were in the pool, some kids were eating pretzels and popcorn, while others were playing games and laughing. This is a fantastic party, Jeffy said as the sun beat down. Yeah, I wish every day could be like this one, Sammy said with a smile. A chubby boy, whom they did not know, did a cannonball in the water, soaking many of the kids. Cut it out, man, the one kid said. You got me all wet, another kid said. The red-cheeked boy got out of the pool with a shy grin on his face and did it again. Come on, fatso, save some of the water for us, Jimmy said. All three of them knew Jimmy. He was from the other side of the forest as well, and, and there weren't a lot of many of them that were invited. The kid got out of the pool and towed himself off. His cannonball had splashed back at him this time. Kids can be so cruel. Don't let them get to you, Jeffy said, patting him on his back and continued. My name is Jeffy. This here's Sammy and Schmitty. My name's Mark. I wasn't trying to make anyone mad. A friend of mine did that one time at a party, and he was treated like a hero, Mark said as the water continued to drip off of him. Depending on where you are, you're either a hero or a zero. I heard that one time. It took me a while to figure out what that meant, but I think I'm beginning to understand, Smitty said. Thanks. A hero or a zero. Amazing how one letter change can change the whole meaning of a word, Mark noticed, and then went to put some dry clothes on. There's supposed to be a cloud coming here today, Sammy said. Yeah, I heard that too. Clouds are so cool, Schmitty said. One of the kids was sitting in a, in a chair in obvious pain. What's his deal? Sammy asked a girl that was standing close to them. At the beginning of the, of the party, he bet $2 to a friend that he could drink more punch than anyone else. He won, but I'll bet he'd pay 3 to feel normal again, she mused. They all laughed, but felt a bit sad for the boy who finally threw up on the flower bed. Immediately after that, he walked right over as if on stage to get more punch. Some people never learn, Jeffy thought to himself. The clown showed up, honking a horn, and everyone ran down to the patio to get a good look. He made a rabbit disappear, then reappear. He did the invisible ball trick, then a card trick. He finished up by making balloon animals, and the kids clapped and clapped. Some of the kids found a string and tied it to their dog balloons and began having races in the pool. Three hours or so into the party, a few of the kids began to leave. Sammy, Jeffrey, and Schmitty were having so much fun that they, 
They weren't going to leave until the party was over. Sammy wondered why anyone would leave a party that was so good. Billy's parents came out and started stacking chairs. Hmm, I guess the party's over, Sammy said. I think you're right, Schmitty said and put his hands in his pockets. They thanked Billy for a wonderful time and, and headed towards the side gate. It cracked open and they were on their way. Sammy wondered what happened to Mark as he wanted to say goodbye, but he vanished like the wind. Sammy couldn't stop thinking about the most beautiful color he had ever seen in his life. His heart was pounding in his chest. I just have to have one small rock, he thought to himself as they approached the forest. How bad can it be? He asked himself at the exact same time the rock was changing back to the color that suited him. Nervous tension was getting the better of him, but he knew not to talk about the rocks. Sure was a great party, Sammy said. Yeah, I had a great time. We didn't even have to sit around and watch anyone open presents like we were when we were at a birthday party, Jeffy said as they approached the rocks. Can we just look at the rocks one more time, Sammy said. There was a pause and Jeffy said, well, okay, but don't even think of taking one, Sammy. I don't know what would happen to you, but I know it won't be like going to that party. No way, man, Sammy assured. They approached the rocks and they were even more beautiful than before. It was almost as if the rocks had gotten to know their taste better and, and reacted as such. There it was, so small, so delicate, so smooth. A tiny rock would only bring about a tiny problem at most, he thought to himself, as the three stood there in silence. Finally, Schmitty broke the silence by saying, I like that one, and pointed to a royal blue rock. I like that one, Jeffy said, pointing to a dark blue rock. You guys are way off. I like the light blue rock over there, Sammy said, and pointed to the rock that was within arm's reach. That's cool. We all like different ones, Jeffy said. Yeah, Schmitty said, and they, they turned to walk down the path. Sammy's heart was still beating a mile a minute as his eyes never left the rock once since they had been standing there. Since he was walking behind the two of them, he seized the moment and grabbed the rock. Everything was in slow motion as Sammy cautiously watched the backs of the necks of his two friends. One sudden turn of their heads would could possibly mean that they he wouldn't be able to keep his new treasure. He carefully put the rock into his pocket as his heart thundered extra blood through. Sammy began to enjoy the silence as they walked. Everything was more pronounced now, the crackling of the twigs and leaves beneath their feet, the birds having conversations in the distance. Even a squirrel jumping from branch to branch had its presence as they exited the forest. I hope next year's party is just as good, Jeffy said. Yeah, that party was awesome, Schmitty followed. Sammy barely heard them as, as he had opened up a new chapter in his life that was going to change his life forever. Did you have fun, Sammy? Jeffy inquired. Sammy lost in a, in a thought. Jeffy probed. Sammy! Sammy! Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was great, Sammy managed and continued. I had no idea it would be that much fun. 
They all went back to their houses. How was the party, Jeffy? His mother asked. It was great, Mom. Jeffy said and continued. Lots of punch games. You, there was even a clown. That's great, dear. You, you didn't touch any of those rocks, did you? His mother asked sternly. No way. They were pretty and all, but I listened to you. I even stopped Sammy from, from touching one that he liked, Jeffy said. I'm very proud of you, his mother said. Jeffy went upstairs and, and played with his toys. Meanwhile, Sammy went home and straight to his room and closed the bedroom door. He pulled the rock out of his pocket and put it on the desk and just stared at it for a long while. His mother came upstairs, laundry basket in hand, and stopped at Sammy's room. Sammy, are you okay? His mother asked with concern. Yes, Mom, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, Sammy said. Why is your door closed? You never close your door, his mother inquired. Sammy quickly shoved the rock in his pocket and ran to open the door. See, Mom, I'm fine, Sammy said convincingly. After his mother gave him a quick once-over with her instinctive eye, she said, Okay, how was the party? It was great. There was a fat kid that kept doing cannonballs in the pool and pretzels and a clown that made balloon animals. It was really great, Sammy said excitedly. That's great, honey, his mom said and went downstairs. Sammy went back to the desk and began to talk to his pet rock. How can something that is so beautiful be this bad? I'm going to protect you. You'll see. You're my friend. He put the rock into his pocket and began playing with his Legos. The rock, unknowingly to Sammy, Sammy had turned a darker shade of blue. Jeffy showed up at Sammy's house Monday morning, the way he had ever since the first grade at 7.45 a.m. The two went to get Schmitty. All three boys walked to school in silence, each one lost in their own thoughts. Jeffy broke the silence by saying, I'm sure glad we didn't take any of those rocks. Yeah, me too. I asked my mother about them and she almost fell down. She wouldn't say what was wrong with them, but just that they were very, very bad, Schmitty said. They made it to school and went about their day. Sammy could not shake the bad feeling that he had in his stomach, but he didn't care. He had a new treasure and was going to ride it out as long as he could. After school, Sammy went right to his room, took the rock out, and set it on his desk. He studied the beauty of it for a bit. Then Schmitty was outside his window. Hey, Sammy, everyone's playing quick kickball at the, over by the quarry. Let's go. Come on. Schmitty screamed with his hands on both sides of his face to amplify the sound. Sammy put the rock back in the drawer. And before he finished yelling, went to the window. Sorry, Schmitty, I can't do it today. Chores, Sammy said. That sucks. Oh, well. Smitty said and was off. Sammy got 12 little army men out and set the rock on the floor. He divided the figures up and pretended to have half of the army men on, on one side and were trying to take the rock from him. He put one army man atop the rock and three men around him. Then he began to talk in a disguised voice. Let us have the rock. It's of no use to you. My mother says it's very bad. Then he added in his own voice, This rock will change history. It's my friend. Can't you see its beauty? He acted out a scuffle, winning the battle and dragged the rock 
to the top of the desk. No one will take this rock. It's the most powerful rock in the world, he said, simulating the army man to stand on top of the rock with his arms up in the air. His mom came home from work early, so Sammy stuffed the rock back into his pocket and actually did do some chores. After dinner, he had forgotten all about the rock and changed changed into his pajamas. Jimmy jumped in bed and fell fast asleep. All night, the rock sat silently in the balled-up jeans on the floor. The next morning, Sammy's mother came in, laundry basket in hand, and began picking up the bi-weekly artwork, clothes, (laughs) that were scattered randomly throughout Sammy's room. As she threw uh, Sammy's jeans in the laundry basket, Sammy's heart skipped a beat, though he remained sleeping. Normally, Sammy's mother goes through all the pockets of each piece of clothing, but her mind was full of a thousand other things. So she dumped everything in to the washer and set the temperature on cold, then started to load. It was getting late, so she ran up, ran upstairs and hurried Sammy out of bed. Where are my jeans, Sammy? Sammy inquired, trying to wake up. This room was a mess as usual. I came in this morning and picked up your clothes for the last time. You're nine years old, Sammy. I want you to start being more organized, she said, looking him straight in the eye. Sammy's heart began to race as he asked, Did you start a load of laundry? Of course I did. You don't think I put everything back in your drawers still dirty, do you? I don't know what you got into outside, but the the grass stains were, there were grass stains on top of grass stains. Here, put this on, grab a part tart and go, go right to school, his mother said, and handed him an outfit to wear. Sammy did as she said. He was too scared to even check the laundry on the way out, though he could hear it from the kitchen. His thoughts were a thousand per minute as he ran out the door with books in hand. He arrived at school about five minutes early and quickly sat down and pretended to read. Where were you this morning, Schmitty said, catching him off guard. Oh, my mom was giving me a hard time, and this morning I just ran out the door, Sammy said, hoping that Schmitty would believe him. Yeah, my mom like gets like that sometimes, too. I agree with her sometimes, but other times it seems like something else is bothering her, and I am the one who's nearest to take it out on, Schmitty said, and patted him on the back. The day was a complete blur to, to Sammy. Even in gym, in gym, his favorite class, he didn't enjoy the parachute activity. Sure, he grabbed it and went around the circle with all the other kids. Sure, he pulled it up over his head and stepped inside. Sure, he pulled it down and watched it deflate like always. But his mind was already spinning and deflating in its own way, and this did not help at all. Finally, the last school bell rang, and the day was history. He ran out the door, forgetting his friends again, and and ran straight home. His mother was at work, so the laundry would still be there. He rushed in the door, dropped his books on the floor, and ran to the laundry room. His eyes became white as golf balls when he realized that the washing machine had turned to stone. Cautiously, he stepped closer to the machine and stood there staring at it for a while. When he got enough courage, he touched the washing machine. 
It was cold and hard, unlike anything he had ever touched before. A chill ran through his body and he ran out the door. Schmitty and Jeffy spotted him and screamed, Sammy! Sammy kept on running, so Schmitty and Jeffy took off after them. Sammy ran into the woods and, and Jeffy was gaining on him. When he knew he couldn't out, be outrun anymore, he darted left and jo Jeffrey fell down trying to react to his abrupt turn. Sammy ran up the hill through prickly vines and leaves, dodging trees until he made it to the top and looked down. Schmitty had caught, caught up with Jeffy who was still down. What's your problem, man? Schmitty yelled to, them, to him. Sammy was breathing in and out faster than he ever had. With his hands on his knees, he realized this has gone far enough. Silently, he crept back down the hill to and apologized to Jeffy. What's wrong? Are you okay, Sammy? Schmitty inquired. Sammy, who had his hands still in his pocket and head down, said, I, I took a blue rock. You did what? Jeffy asked in disbelief. That's right. I took a rock. I didn't think it would cause any harm. Really, I didn't, Sammy pleaded. But both Jeffy and Jeff, Jeffy and Schmitty were looking away from him. Did anything strange happen? Schmitty inquired. Not at first. I played with the rock in my room. It was also also really neat. They just, I just wanted to put it on my desk and look at it. Sammy said and continued. Then I left it in my pocket, and my mom came in to get the dirty laundry off the floor. He paused. Jeffy said, "Something bad happened, right?" Sammy kicked the ground and said, the washing machine turned to stone. You're kidding me. I told you not to touch the rocks. My mother doesn't lie, Jeffy said and turned to walk away. I'm sorry. I've never been sorrier, Sammy yelled. You're a, you're a mess. Your mess. You clean it up, Schmitty said. What am I supposed to do? My mom will be home in an hour or two, Schmitty, Sammy said. I'll go with you, Jeffy said and then walked to Sammy's house. Schmitty said he had to do some chores, but Sammy had a feeling that he was just saying that to get get himself off the hook. They walked into Sammy's house and went into the laundry room. Oh my goodness, Jeffy yelled and continued. You really done it this time. I helped you out when you broke that window with, with the baseball. I helped you out when we were late getting back from the quarry, but this is too much. Sammy's heart was pounding and said, I know, I hate that rock, I hate it. Sammy ran upstairs to his room, and Jeffrey followed him, though he wanted to leave. Sammy was looking out the window when, when, when Jeffy walked in. I guess there is a reason for having rules, huh, Jeffy? Sammy said, eyeing a puffy white cloud, wishing he could climb aboard to escape his upcoming punishment. Yeah, my mom never told me what was wrong with the rocks. Maybe she didn't even know. But she knew that they were bad, so that's the most important part, Jeffy said. They played upstairs and had almost forgotten about the washing machine when his mom got home. Sammy ran downstairs and greeted her. She knew something was up when he, he asked her how her day went. Fine, Sammy. How was yours? Uh, not so fine, I guess. Then he said, avoiding her eye contact. Did you put the clothes in the dryer like I asked you to? She, she asked. Well, I went to do it, but something happened to the washing machine, he said. Jeffy gave a, a, him a shocked look that said, what are you doing? 
Nervous tension was getting the better of him, and his mom was already headed towards the laundry room. What happened? She asked. I don't know. I got home and it was like that. Honest, Sammy pleaded. Just then he felt his pinky finger turn to stone. Luckily it was in his pocket, so he couldn't see his they couldn't see. His mom cornered him and asked, You didn't have anything to do with this, did you? No, Mom, for real. Sammy said and then asked, Isn't that right, Jeffy? Sammy's big toe turned to stone. Jeffy looked away and Sammy broke into tears. It's my fault. I took a rock from the forest. You told me not to, but I did. It was so pretty. I had to have it. I left it in my pocket yesterday and it was put in the wash, Sammy said. He felt a cracking sensation in his, on his toe and thought his toe was falling off. Then the same thing happened to his pinky finger. The washing machine began to crack and all the stone turned to dust. Sammy felt the dust in his pocket and pulled some out into his hand. As he stared at it, the bad feeling in his stomach went away. The fact that he had told the truth fixed everything. Cautiously, his mother opened up the lid on the washing machine and the load was complete, as if nothing ever happened to it. Sure, there was dust on the floor, but the clothes were clean and wet. She pulled out the pair of pants that had the rock tucked in them and emptied the pockets. An army finger, a rubber ball, a waterlogged gun, gun wrap, gum wrapper were all in one pocket. The other pocket contained tiny little pieces of a black crystal that once held the form of a rock. His mother went to the trash can and quickly threw them away. I'm sorry, Mommy, Sammy said and wiped the tears from his puffy eyes. Kid not called her mommy in two years, and it struck a soft spot in her heart. Hugging him, she said, sometimes the most important lessons we learn are through our own experiences. But this could have been avoided if you would have listened to Jeffy. The good Lord knows I have made some mistakes also. But Jeffy was your guardian angel on this one, and you did not listen to him. Stick to the path, Sammy. He has much for you to do. Who does, he inquired with genuineness. Jesus, she replied, wiping the tears from her face. He died for our sins, right, Mommy? Sammy asked. Yes, dear, he sure did, she said, and they all went for some ice cream. Sammy stuck to the path and became a very successful businessman, and as well as a family man. He learned a lot over the next five decades, but nothing com ever compared to the lesson he learned from the forbidden rocks and they all lived happily ever after the beginning <laughs>